Hello, I'm Dawn Durham and welcome to Patent Pod. One of the many joys of this program is having the opportunity to highlight evidence-based instruction in practice. Through the course of the 2021-2022 school year, school-based teams worked with patent educational consultants in collaboration with IU consultants to enhance the oral language and vocabulary skills of adolescents. We are fortunate today to have representatives from the Butler Area School District joining us to talk about their journey and the positive student outcomes they were able to achieve. Jason Huffman, middle school principal, Kara Havancic, math teacher, and Alicia Zarek, reading specialist. Welcome all to Patent Pod. We're excited to have this conversation with you. Thank you, Dawn. On behalf of the Butler Area School District, and most importantly, the middle school staff here, we just are really appreciative of the opportunity to sit down and have a conversation about the journey that we've had. Well, we're excited to showcase your journey, Jason. So I'm going to start with you, if that's all right. You know, when we're talking about year-long efforts, this was an opportunity for the school and the, the larger community to really engage with patent and IU consultants on year-long training and technical assistance efforts. That's quite a commitment. Can you kind of speak to the reasons why the school was so dedicated to this commitment and really thinking about enhancing oral language and vocabulary for the adolescent students? Yeah, and uh, yearly we sit down and we try to assess um, different areas of focus from year to year. Uh, one of the things that we recognized uh, a few years ago as we began the, the process of improving upon um, oral fluency and vocabulary acquisition was the pursuit of initiatives that we had access to, one being through patent and one being obviously through the IU. Um, and as we started to really um, dive into data, it became very clear for us um, that we had a little bit of work to do in getting students um, to not necessarily proficiency levels, but to demonstrate improvement within those two areas. Uh, and then shortly after that, um, we, we came, became partners uh, with Patton and the IU uh, to begin an initiative. Um, and at that time, it was our decision to kind of determine, is this something that we want to do small scale or is this something that we would like to do large scale? Um, taking this back to the committee that was created and then also having conversations with our staff as a whole, uh, we quickly realized that this is something that we wanted to uh, encompass over all subject areas to have the most impact that we could on improving those two specific areas of focus. Uh, lo and behold, um, when we started that initiative, um, I believe we began it the day after COVID had hit. Um, so best laid plans were best laid plans. Um, but at the same time, I believe that, that, that process actually made the program that we designed even more impactful because it was able to carry not just over traditional face-to-face, -face, mm -hmm. but we immediately, uh, did a 180 and, uh, thanks to the staff that we had as part of that committee, we were able to quickly adjust and pivot to an online program uh, that allowed us to, with fidelity, maintain um, that focus on those uh, oral fluency and then also vocabulary acquisition to where we were able to take the program from Patton and the IU, customize it um, to make it something that was beneficial, not for just what was going to be a small population of students, but our entire student body through all course subject areas. And we were able to do so remotely, which I think was a huge testament to um, not just those that are here today with us, but also the committee and the staff as a whole. Absolutely. You know, Jason, you talked about really kind of using data 
to assess areas of need, right? That's really what you were doing. You were looking at all of the data to say, this is an area of need for us, and this is where we wanna really be seeing some improvement and some growth. You talked about having conversations with staff making sure that they had not buy-in, but believe in. Believe in the reason as why we need to be thinking about something differently and why we may need to be implementing some um, practices that may be different from what we have in the past to see those positive outcomes. You know, and you mentioned, and this is a big one, you kind of mentioned it in passing, but I'm gonna bring it right back out. You mentioned about delivering instruction with fidelity, making sure that when we say we're doing something, we really are doing it. And those are some really key pieces to think about. And when you know, when you think about that initial, initial question I posed, why would we engage in this work? Well, my gosh, you know, think about the, the student outcomes that you were hoping to get that this district determined needed to happen. So I appreciate having that insight into why we all um, kind of engaged in this year-long effort. So thank you for that. And I, I understand our goal was to improve uh, language, oral literacy, um, vocabulary, and that's not something that just one person can do. That really takes a team effort, an interdisciplinary team effort. So Kara, I was hoping you could speak to the, the idea of this interdisciplinary team and how that collaboration really impacted those positive student outcomes. Absolutely, so when we created this committee, um, we created a group of teachers that consisted of an ELA, a math, a science social studies teacher, as well as a learning support and title uh, reading specialist. And as a team, we worked together to try to figure out the best way to implement this program. And as Jason stated, um, we ran into a roadblock right off of the bat because COVID had hit. So we kind of had to switch our way of thinking and work together. And we created a program that we were able to use online as well as in the classroom. By creating this, we did um, teacher uh, in services where we presented and were able to work with the teachers directly. Um, like you stated with the believe in, um, that's part of the process is to make sure that everybody's on the same page and that we all believe in the reason as to why we're doing this. Um, once we were able to create the actual team and create and decide the program that we were going to use, it had a almost instant positive reaction from the students. It gave our students this idea that academic language is not just within math class. Being a math teacher, there are vocabulary words that we use daily and kids, students are only seeing it within math class. The program that we used students are now able to see that those are the same uh, vocabulary academic words that are seen in ELA, science, social studies, they're cross-curricular. So it's creating this common language for our students to use throughout their day. Um, it also helped to make a connection between the use of these language in the writing. We saw a um, an increase in their ability to first all discuss within class and be comfortable using those vocabulary words in the right context within the class discussion. They are able to be holding debates. They were able to write argumentative writings using the vocabulary, voc excuse me, vocabulary words that we introduced throughout our program. So overall, I think the commonalities that we were able to share across the curricular had a, a amazing positive outcome on our students and the ability. Um, some of the neat things that we did within this program is that we've created and took the program to be our own and created talking about the data. We created quizzes and we created things to 
um, be able to see if our students are growing. So we really paid attention to our data and uh, the data proved that our students are capable and are able to be making these connections through each of the academic teams. You know, and we're talking about this um, team effort, and you talked about ELA, math, science and social studies, um, special education providers, reading specialists, this interdisciplinary team, you're talking about collaboration. You're talking about addressing roadblocks as a team. You're talking about looking at data to really determine, are we seeing the growth that we anticipate? What enhancements, refinements, or adjustments might we need to make? And you know, I, I love the idea, and you spoke to this around, the kids started to really recognize, hey, academic language, doesn't just happen in this one location. It's actually happening all around me and not just in the school, but outside of the school building as well. And the kids, you had said, the students really kind of came to that realization very quickly. You had mentioned a couple of pieces here. You talked about the students being able to have debates, using that good knowledge that they had about this academic common, these vocabulary kind of uh, building blocks to work from and to have conversations productive conversations around topics where we, the students can use evidence and engage in practicing with this oral language, with these enhanced vocabulary words and these academic kind of topics. So I think that that in itself, right, is such a huge win when we think about what this team was really able to accomplish across the board. So I'm, I'm glad that you were able to kind of bring that right to the forefront. And Kara, you did mention writing. And Alicia, I'm gonna ask you to jump in here. So I hear, obviously, oral language improvements. I hear vocabulary. Kara spoke a little bit to writing, particularly with that argumentative writing. You know, Alicia, I'm curious, though, what else was indirectly impacted by your targeted efforts around oral language and vocabulary? What else, kind of indirectly, um, did you all see some, some growth with? So things that we weren't necessarily planning for, but happened. Um, first thing we came to realize was an indirect impact of this program was the ability to create these common shared assessments across the content areas. And we realized we were finally using a common assessment as well as a common curriculum to gauge our students' learning. So we were able to look at our entire grade level and say, we are seeing these improvements, not just in this one area, but across the entire grade and across all subject areas. So we were really um, pleased to see that happening and it was exciting. Um, a second impact that was indirect and not planned for was student engagement. And Kara spoke a little bit to that. Um, the program that we use just made our kids come alive in the classroom. Um, they were naturally drawn into it because of the topic questions that this um, program used. It was very controversial topics. Um, it got our students talking. Um, even some of the teachers were excited to have these conversations because too often we watch students sit in a classroom and the teacher's always in charge. It's very teacher directed. But we saw with this program that our students were taking charge of the conversations in the classrooms um, and they were becoming engaged. And they also were learning really how to engage in a civil debate around opinionated topics. So they understood that it's okay to have different opinions and how to kind of form a counter argument for opinion that didn't align with theirs or to um, even for those kids who maybe didn't have any background on that topic or an opinion when it started, by the end of a lesson, they were able to form an opinion because they had been guided through that process. They've heard other 
people talk about it, they heard things in text. So they really started to come around. Um, so that, that engagement in the discussion and debates really then led to our third indirect impact, which was um, what Karen mentioned as well, is that improvement in argumentative writing. Um, they were finally able to take what they had gathered in their oral speech and put it into written text, um, which we know often is a struggle, um, but they were, they were forming very strong um, claims supported with strong evidence. And we saw that target vocabulary being incorporated, but I don't think we realized how much writing was going to be impacted just by improving the students' oral speech um, and their ability to form opinions around topics. So those were the three main indirect impacts that we saw, but all of it was just so exciting to be a part of when it was happening. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even there to witness it, but I feel the excitement and how um, enticing that would be. I mean, when we talk about increasing student engagement, we're talking about increasing academic engagement, which is where we're going to get those great learning outcomes from. And I, I can't highlight enough the need for those civil debates, for recognizing that we can still respect others who have a different opinion and we can bring evidence forth to have those conversations and how necessary that is right now in our world. And, and, to, and Kara spoke of it and you spoke of it as well, the writing. The fact that students, and we know, right, we know when we're in classrooms, getting students to do those argumentative writings and bringing evidence that's relevant, that's timely, um, that really matters to the topic of conversation, to know that you all were able to do that and the students were able to kind of make those growths on their own with the help of their, their um, teachers, it's just such an impact to see. And I'm, I'm excited to kind of share this, this, these outcomes with you and this success with you all. And, you know, I, I think about this, and this is something I'm sure that you all have thought about as well. We now have the, these positive student outcomes, and we're seeing growth. We want this growth to continue. We want this improvement to continue, and maybe even do a little more refining and enhancing and adjustment to see even more student, positive student outcomes. So, Jason, you know, how are you going to ensure this work moves forward? What are we going to do to make sure that these great efforts that we were able to engage in now continue into the next couple of academic years? I think one of the benefits is, is that well, we were provided a system that had uh, a great deal of structure that was already incorporated in. But I think one of the things that were the, the hallmark of the program is that we had the autonomy to also make things specific to what our specific need was here within the middle school. So when you can create a program that generated, um, you know, as was shared, the enthusiasm with staff, but not just staff, also our student body, because what better time in their lives to learn how to effectively debate topics than as an 11 and 12 year old inside of your middle school. So one of those things that have happened since the inception of our program, um, you know, the middle school is, is kind of unique here in the sense that it houses fifth and sixth grade. Uh, each grade encompasses anywhere from 480 to 500 students. So in our decision to do an entire grade level gave us a lot of really specific data generally as a whole for our sixth grade. The information that we received, one through just the evidence of student enthusiasm, but two through the data that we were able to collect was something that when shared, um, you know, obviously became an interest to other people. So since we've started this program, um, we've since designed a very similar program for our fifth grade students. Um, it has a whole other set of criteria, but still operates underneath the umbrella of, 
you know, oral fluency and vocabulary acquisition. Um, last year was the first year where we've also had it incorporated into our intermediate building. Uh, so up there, we had seventh grade that was doing a form of uh, the oral fluency and vocabulary acquisition. And our goals are to continue this even through, um, you know, the next really uh, indefinitely uh, as the district experiences some changeover with just transitions. But this has become a component of what we do here um, that one uh, should be maintained strictly because of the basis of the enthusiasm and the activities that the students get to do, because there's no better way to learn than through a platform that generates a lot of excitability, not just with our students, with our staff. Um, and more so maintaining that student growth. Um, you know, we obviously have uh, great ambitions to make sure that those, those yearly goals that we establish uh, or met or and or exceeded. So any programs that we can use or any initiatives that we can participate in are a huge benefit to making sure that we can get students where we know that they can be and most importantly, where we would want them to be. You know, it's so exciting to hear you talking about expanding these efforts vertically. So looking at various grade levels because, and you know, the students are the first ones that kind of recognize the power of the implementation efforts that you all were doing. And now the teachers, the staff are noticing the power of it. And they, as you had said, they kind of want it. They want to look and, and think about how we can implement efforts, evidence-based efforts to really enhance that oral fluency and that vocabulary. And you know, and you spoke to, this is kind of indefinite. You can tell the investment that Butler Area School District has in these outcomes because they're willing to say, hey, this is something we're going to continue. We're going to continue having conversations about. We're going to continue getting great gains from, and we're going to continue refining our efforts as we make adjustments, as, you know, if the last couple of years have taught us anything, you just don't know what's coming up, and so you need to kind of adjust accordingly. And it just, you know, the, the dedication that the school district is willing to share, just from the three of you letting us know about that, um, I think speaks volumes. I appreciate, Jason, that you spoke to, when we think about, you know, what are we going to do to move this forward and kind of maintain these great outcomes, you spoke to really looking at the specific needs of our students. So it's going back to that data. What does the data tell us we need? And I appreciate that you kind of highlighting that we're continuing to make database decisions at any grade level regarding any content or topic of study, always looking at that data. So I appreciate that conversation. You know, I, I'm so excited, Jason, Karen, Alicia, that you were able to join Patent Pod to really talk about the implementation efforts to enhance something for adolescents, which is not something we often hear about. So I'm so glad that you were able to join us today. And, and we're excited to see further great outcomes and great successes from Butler Area School District. Thank you, Don, so much for having us. We were excited to share our successes and we look forward to having more successes in the future with this program. You most certainly will. I have no doubt about it. Thank you to all of you in the field. You are truly an inspiration to us all. A special thank you to John Ragsdale for producing this podcast. We'll see you next time on Patent Pod.